Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Well, thank you so much for listening. My name is Ben, and I'm here with Mike Medeiros. Um, and how are you doing, Mike? Doing pretty good, Ben. Good. I'm excited. This this topic we're going to dive into today is it's super, super exciting to me because I'm in the beginning still of my parenting journey with a four and a two-year-old. And Mike, you have four kids that are out of the house, so to speak. And so you, you've got the experience that I want to hear. Can you introduce our topic today for us? Yeah, really what I'm looking at is the last few decades of parenting. And um, I'm going to say I'm still learning, okay, with these these kids of mine now being adults, but it's really what parenting has taught me and what parenting mm. teaches us in our own discipleship. One of the things I think about, Ben, is that a long time ago, somebody said, hey, when are you ready to be a parent? I'm thinking, ready? Are, are you kidding me? Ready for what? I'm still not ready in some <laughs> Well, there you go. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to learn uh, or be challenged by a, a few things uh, that I mentioned today and even be encouraged. But, you know, I, I laugh now, but the learning curve for parenthood was steep for me. Of course, we, we prepared for our first child as we were instructed, right? We took the birthing classes, got the baby's room ready, but... No gender reveal back then. Okay, we were old school. We just accepted what we received. So. Is that more stressful? Because we always did the gender reveal. Uh, I like to be prepared for what's coming. Yeah, well, you know, either way, I thought it's a keeper. And uh, it's something <laughs> it's true. Both, we both decided that we'd wait. But, you know, it was it was pretty exciting. It, it was pretty exciting, no lie. And, uh, you know, we had all the, at least at that time, the baby paraphernalia that, that we needed. But, you know, ignorance is bliss until that first labor and delivery. So how ready were we then? Well, ready enough, I guess. So after we received the green light to, to leave the hospital with our newborn, um, you know, we joyfully drove back to our apartment, all the while gazing back at this little handsome guy in the car seat. And I remember it was a, a, a windy election day in November. And I remember holding my son as we crossed the threshold into our apartment. And I'm thinking, home, you know, with our baby. And no more beeping machines, no more nurses coming in and out of the room, no more noisy commotion of the hospital, just us. And then I'm like, whoa, just us. <laughs> now what? You know, and mm-hmm. and and so in this new season of, of my life, it really exposed many of my weaknesses and it revealed mm. my utter need for God's guidance and strength and patience and wisdom and provision. And I think that, you know, marriage certainly had an impact on my own discipleship as I learned how to live interdependently with my wife and to trust God in the process. I mean, not that I was fully ready for marriage either. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast episode, right? But my initiation into parenting rocked me more because my wife and I were now caring for a helpless infant Mm -hmm. who was fully dependent on us for his well-being. I mean, no pressure there, Right. right? And and so our just our, a kid, no ex- pressure. Exactly. So here's the funny thing: our our son, uh, now an adult, right, likes to tell his three sisters that he was the guinea pig to our first time parenting sure. experiments. Well, okay, that, that's mostly an accurate statement. <laughs> and hey, at least he didn't call himself a lab rat. But it's been quite a journey since then, and I've learned so much about myself, about God, and about others just by being a parent. Yeah, that is the truth. Um, I think I've told you this before, Mike, but for me, marriage showed me how selfish I was 
and parenting, having kids, has just continuing to show me how selfish I am. Yep. Again, man, with so my true. time, with my energy, with what I want to do, my desire. Man, I am very, very selfish, and I am learning day by day that selflessness leads to re- to a healthy family, to a healthy marriage, to healthy kids. It really does. The, the learning that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And it's about what I can do to pour into those around me. So those being my wife and my kids. And yeah. I, so for me, like I'm sitting here, like in your feet here, because you've been through the journey. I'm curious for you, um, how has God used parenting as an instrument for your growth as a Christian? Well, you know, Ben, there's four specific areas that I want to highlight. And um, trust, patience, love and sacrifice. So Mm. I'm going to go through each one of those because I know some of our listeners might actually be taking notes on things like this. And and you might find these in your own parenting experience, but let me address these individually. So the first one is trust. I wasn't worried about having another mouth to feed as, as each child came into the family, but I was forced to trust God more for our finances. Along with this, I hope that my children would have good health, right? There are times that I was anxious or afraid that something bad would happen to them. Matter of fact, I know this this sounds crazy right now, but I would go over to to them in the crib and I would just put my hand over near their 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 mouth and their nose and go, okay, good, they're breathing. You know? And mm. that's like, okay, I, I don't think that's normal. Okay, but I really took seriously the fact that I'm caring for this life. Right. And, and so, I mean, there are times where, you know, fear would creep up and there's no doubt. And it's not just when they were newborn. Okay. Sure. But a trust was so important because there were times again, like I, I was anxious and, and through much wrestling of prayer, I had to then, and continue to do so now, trust that God loves them more than I do and to release them to his care. Mm. So no matter what happens, right? So this truth is hard to swallow, and this is why trust is number one for me. Every day, I learn how to trust God deeper, not just concerning my kids, but in every area of my life. So simply put, parenting has forced me to trust in God more. So so after each of these, I want to ask our listeners a question, and actually Ben would love for you to, to answer each question before I go on to the next one. So the question is this. How are you learning to trust in God in every area of your life? You know, we, we read in God's Word that children are a gift. And for me, like, God has gifted us, our kids, Janelle and I, our two girls, we're gifted those kids to raise them so that they can go off and be the women of God that God's forming them to be. And for me, that means I need to get out of the way of what I want mm. and trust that God's plans are are better. So for me, that comes down to even the simplest of things when Brielle, who's four, doesn't get the right plate they want. Now, let me give you some context. Our girls, we have the IKEA color plates and bowls and, and cups. They all match, right? They all match. They all have one of each. And for each meal, they like to get their own matching plate and or bowl and cup, right? And for each for, for each meal. And so when one of them doesn't get the one they want, usually somehow it ends up being Brielle because she's doing something else and comes downstairs or 
Um, but they get upset. They want that particular one. Now, the easiest thing for me would be just to cave in all the time. But I know God wants me to instill discipline and and I'll, and I'll you know just sometimes this is how it is, and we just have to be content with what we have because that plate's being used by your sister, or it's dirty with the other plates. We have to wait till the dishwasher gets ran. And so teaching that patience aspect of it, but trusting that God's going to produce the fruit on the other side because if it's my fruit, it's going to wither. But knowing that I'm just trying to be obedient to God with the gift he's given me, I'm trusting him to do his part, that I'm doing my best to raise my kids in the Lord, and he's going to be faithful on the other side. And that's simply, you know, trust and faith go hand in hand. I'm trusting God to do what he says, to keep his promises. And, you know, that's an important thing. And so, again, for our listeners, I want to ask that question, because in each of these, I think it's important to ponder and to talk about. So how are you learning to trust in God in every area of your life? Well, here's the second thing that I want to highlight that that parenting has taught me, and it's patience. Mm. And, Still and, learning that one, FYI. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so I used to teach teenagers in public middle school. So if you can imagine that. So you would think that I've developed a little bit of patience. I did to a certain extent, but here's the rub. They're not mine. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't have those students living with me 24-7. But when I say I learned patience through parenting, I'm not saying I was the top of my class. I mean, I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And at times, it's been inconvenient, uncomfortable, and difficult. And that's for me and for my kids, okay? Sure, <laughs> so, sure. I mean, parenting is harder than it looks. But here's the one thing I was forced to do with having young kids. Slow down. Mm. Everything takes longer. Yep. Painfully longer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and as I learned patience, I also found it influenced humility, mm. kindness, and self-control. And go figure, right? So patience would become the key fruit of the Spirit that God was developing in me as I was parenting. So here's the question that I pose to you, Ben, that I also pose to our listeners, is how are you learning and demonstrating patience as you parent or educate your children? When I have to wait, I need to learn to control my attitude when I'm waiting, and so I need to model what that looks like. I need to model that posture of patience for my for my kids. And, you know, uh, if you know me, I love Costco. And a lot of people don't love Costco because it's just a zoo of people walking around trying to get their samples or just being lazier in the middle of the day or they can't find a parking spot. And for me, I've noticed like my kids love Costco and it's because I love it. But I think it's also because like I've. I think that I'm exuding patience when I'm waiting in that cashier's line of eight, nine people with their one thing in their cart or 100 things in their mm-hmm. cart, right? They go through and get checked out. I, I think my kids like going to places with us because we're trying our best to set those examples of when we wait for something, what we get on the other side is so much better. And so even teaching my kids, and like I mentioned with the plates earlier, sometimes we just need to be patient. Um, and, you know, maybe we can clean that that dish and we can use it. I need to model that myself because I want to go boom, 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 boom. And my daughter wants to take time to buckle the seatbelt herself. Well, yeah. if I did it myself, man, it's going to be in there and we're going to be set and ready to go. But watching my daughter grow and being patient and letting her grow mm-hmm. is something for me that when I can sit back and say, hey, I know you want to go do this right now, Brielle, or Addison, I, I, I know we really want to go do this, but we have to wait for this to be done. 
or we need to wait for mom or dad, mom or for grandma to get home, or we call her Grammys. We need to wait for her them to get home or come back to the house before we can take off. Or just modeling that patience. And you know, earlier I I was patient with you because I wanted you to put your seatbelt on. It was quicker for me to do it. But I want you to learn how to do it in the same way. You need to be patient because once we get to that time, that moment, it's going to be so much better. So for me, when I think of patience and I think of that idea of like, how's God growing me? It's a reminder that every day is a patience. It's a laboratory of patience for me to grow in that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, we're talking about in this podcast for parents, right? But mm-hmm. I think for teachers as well. I yeah. Mean, so again, uh, before going to the next one, it's this question of how are you learning and demonstrating patience mm-hmm. as you parent or educate your children and for me like this is i i struggle sometimes when i can't i'm like a pass fail type of person sometimes my mind goes black and white either did it or you don't and patience is one of those things where it's a daily decision and choice yeah um, for me i forget that sometimes and i and that's something god's continuing to reveal in me that patience is not just I say yes once and it's done and you are forever patient. No, it's a daily decision that I have to make, but thus I also have to teach my kids to do that. So it's this battle of the wills in multiple ways for me. So yeah, Um, we have two more, two more um, areas of, of growth that I would love for you to share, Mike. What's that third one? So yeah, the third one, Ben is love. Mm. You know, when I got married, I learned to love somebody in a deeper way. Right, but loving my kids is different, and yet it's so powerful in my own discipleship. As I love my children more and more, I would consider God's love for us. One time, I was in my study, and my my baby boy was nearby in the crib, and I'm reading Genesis chapter 22. You know the story of Abraham offering Isaac, mm-hmm. right? And so when it says that Abraham was instructed to take his son, his only son Isaac, whom you love and sacrifice him, I would glance towards my son. Now, thankfully, Abraham passed the test of faith and Isaac was spared, but I was a mess. I'm crying reading this story that I've read countless times. But now, with a deeper understanding of how a parent feels. Mm. See, parenting has helped me love God and love others in deeper ways. I also realized that my love for others is contingent on my growing love for God. And, and so on this third one of what I've learned about love, this is the question that I have for you and also for our listeners, is how are you loving your children more as you grow in your love for the Lord? Hmm. I am continually reminded that love is a choice and it's not a, a feeling. And boy, am I tested in that daily from when back in the diaper days, and thankfully my kids are potty trained, except for the middle of the night, we're working on that one, yeah. but Throughout the day, they can take care of themselves now, but there was a moment in time where they were in diapers and they don't know how to change their diaper. You know, babies don't have that ingrained in their DNA. Why not? I know, right? God, can we just work on that for the future? But seriously, though, like like mom and dad have to change the diapers. I don't love changing diapers. I don't think anybody out there loves changing diapers or, or doing that stuff. If you do... You know, let me know. I will. I'll find out other things that I don't like to do that maybe you do like to do. But in the reality of it was, if my didn't change my daughter's diaper, they were going to be walking around in that 
yuck and muck and disgustingness. Yeah, that ain't good. No, that ain't good at all. But I love my do- my daughters enough that I'm going to do something like that. For me, I have to remember that sometimes, and I've been, <laughs> again, being just with patience, it's a day-by-day choice, that I have to choose to not just model, but love my kids where they are at. They are not going to be at my speed. They're not going to have the understanding or, or the uh, insights or wisdom that I have. I need to love them for who God's creating them to be and where they are at. And that, for me, is a perfect embodiment of God's love. I mean, when God loves us when we're at, because we're not perfect. Our kids aren't perfect. I know we like to think they are sometimes, but they're not. But I can love them where they're at, and I can love them and grow with them. And I think love, like, it models right off of patience. If I'm patient with someone, I can show them further love, too. And so for me, a lot of times that patience and love goes hand in hand for me, but it's a reminder that... I know I love my kids, but I have to choose to show that and choose to act on that. I can't just say to them, I love you, and then do something else. Like, my actions need the model that I love my kids, and without a shadow of a doubt, that they know that I love them. And that, for me, is a daily challenge, to make sure my kids can know without a shadow of a doubt that mom and dad love them. Yeah, And what, and what I think that I've learned in this, Ben, is that can only happen if we're spending time with the Lord. Amen. I mean, so you're talking about yeah. good things, but... What I've learned is that my love's going to run out if I'm not spending time mm. with the Lord and loving the Lord. And so and so that's the question that I have for our listeners that I want you all to consider is how are you loving your children more as you grow in your love for the Lord? So we got one more. We're going to dive in. We've listed uh, trust. We've listed patience. We've listed love. What's that last topic we're going to dive into? So Ben, that last one's sacrifice. Mm. And, and you know, this is born out of love, right? It's sure. kind of the things that we've already talked about. So I, I continue to learn what it means to live sacrificially, first for my family and then outwards to others. And I, I don't need the nice things of the world. And I want to use my time and my money to invest in my kids' education and development. You see, as an act of trust, I, I give my kids to the Lord. And, and this means that I sacrifice my will. And that I release them to God rather than restrict them. And so I, I think that, you know, for parents, uh, we don't throw this at our kids, the sacrifices no. we made. But again, since our topic is what parenting is teaching me, I'm learning to sacrifice. Just as in the beginning of my marriage, over 32 years ago, of what it means to sacrifice, I'm still learning what that looks like. And parenting is no different. What am I doing to honor God and value my kids by being sacrificial? And, and, and so this is the, the question for our listeners is, how are you living a surrendered life to God's will as you make sacrifices for the needs of your family? And then secondly, how does this draw you closer to God and mm. to your family? I think we need to come back to that why. You know, earlier we were talking about love to live and true love means to be pouring into God and letting God pour into me. It's spending that time with the Lord. And for us, if we're going to truly sacrifice, we need to come back to why we are sacrificing. Is it just because I'm supposed to or it's because I want to I want to develop and grow and teach and and guide my kids in the best way in the godliest way possible. And that comes back to that root of why am I doing this? So when we spend time with the Lord, we're able to 
get God's will. And for me, finding God's will in parenting, for me, it kind of comes back to finding God's will in our lives. If we want to know God's will for how we're called to parent tomorrow, it starts by getting in touch with him today. That means getting into the word. That means praying. That means talking with God, spending time intentionally with him so you could be intentional with those around you. And, and so again, just to, to recap that question for our listeners, for this section of sacrifice, consider this. How are you living a surrendered life to God's will as you make sacrifices for the needs of your family? And how does this draw you closer to God and to your family? Thank you for sharing those four key areas, Mike, of trust, patience, love, and sacrifice. Is there anything else that you would like to share about how you've grown well, yeah, there's a lot that comes to mind, but uh, most of them would fit into those four areas I highlighted. But but there's one more thing I want to share. Uh, Wes Haystead wrote something simple yet profound that's important for us to remember. He said, our responsibility as parents is to develop within our own lives the qualities and insights we wish to see our children develop. Th- this is the precursor to the maxim, practice what you preach, Right. How can I ask, expect, even demand my kids to grow when I fail to do so? So as I shared earlier, parenting showed me my inadequacies and deficiencies in the area of trust, patience, love, and sacrifice. How much I need to grow in my walk with God. You see, parenting reveals our needed areas of growth, and your growth determines your impact as a parent. Now, if you're not even a parent, maybe you're an educator listening to this podcast, I would say insert the words teaching and teacher in the sentence. So it would say, teaching reveals our needed areas of growth and your growth determines your impact as a teacher. See, at the risk of sounding simplistic, I encourage parents and teachers to spend time with the Lord. And here are some practical application points that that seem obvious yet are often neglected in the busyness of our life. Consistent church attendance and participation, really important, right? Bible reading and discussion, whether that's uh, individually or in groups. Um, I also mentioned prayer and then practicing Sabbath rest. You see, each of these are vital to our effectiveness as disciples of Jesus, and I encourage our listeners to devote themselves to these things. Well, Ben, thanks for joining me today, and and thanks to our listeners for considering how parenting reveals our need to grow in the Lord. I'm sure our listeners can likewise share stories of how parenting is used by God in their own discipleship. And my prayer for all of us is that we rely on the Lord daily and trust Him as He is transforming us in and through our parenting journey. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the Family Ministry Team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cvcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections Podcast.